And it's Mark chapter 12, verses 38 to 44. As Jesus was teaching, he said, Watch out for the legal experts, the scribes. They like to walk around in long robes. They want to be greeted with honor in the markets. They long for places of honor in the synagogues and at banquets. They are the ones who cheat widows out of their homes. And to show off, they say long prayers. They will be judged most harshly. Jesus sat across from the collection box for the temple treasury and observed how the crowd gave their money. Many rich people were throwing in lots of money. One poor widow came forward and put in two small copper coins worth a penny. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I assure you that this poor widow has put in more than everyone who's been putting in money in the treasury. All of them are giving out of their spare change. But she, from her hopeless poverty, has given everything she had, even what she needed to live on. The word of God for the people of God. Here is what I am not going to say today. I am not going to say that you should give everything you have, or that you should give until it hurts, or that you should give in a painfully sacrificial way. And if you don't, you should feel guilt and shame. That is not what I am going to say today. In fact, the primary and pretty much only thing I'm going to say about money today is that if you give, when you give, you should give out of a joyful, thankful, grateful heart. You should give because you love this place, because you believe in what we do here, and because this place has changed you and you want that same welcome and life-transforming love to affect others. That's it. Because I don't really think this story is about giving all that you have, giving up even what you need to live on, abusing poor widows. That is not what this text is about. When we focus only on the widow, we miss that a lot of this passage is a critique of self-righteous, self-satisfied, privileged people. You know, the ones who walk around in long robes, who sit at the front of the worship place, who pray long prayers. I think Jesus was talking about the clergy to some extent, so you should be suspicious of me. When I say things that don't sound right, well, trust your instincts. I mean that, genuinely. But Jesus wasn't only talking about clergy. It also applies more broadly. Jesus is critiquing powerful people in general by critiquing the most powerful people in his culture. Those who parade their wealth and power 
those who want to be bowed down to, those who make their fortunes unethically. Think of billionaires who have made their fortunes off of our foreclosures, who have made their fortunes off of pensions that have failed or companies that they liquidate for the spare change and fire everyone involved. Think of our Congress people and senators who love their nice suits and love their limos and don't have a minute to spare to see the homeless on the streets of D.C. These are the kinds of people Jesus is critiquing here. See, the scribes not only loved all their prestige and privilege, they were actively stealing from the widows. See, when a widow died, she could not inherit her husband's wealth because she was a woman, and women were not considered capable of managing their affairs. And so scribes, because they are religious officials, and religious officials never abuse anyone, were entrusted with the work of managing the affairs for widows. And widows in the Bible are one of three classes of people that are particularly to be protected, widows and orphans and immigrants. Those are the people it is most important to watch out for. So these scribes were entrusted with managing the affairs of these widows, and they skimmed off the top. They left these widows more impoverished than before and profited from them. This is what Jesus is critiquing. And Monday night at our Bible study, one of the members there observed that if we only focus on the widow in this passage, we miss that entirely. So we should linger there just for a minute and consider what critique does this have for our world, who we respect and honor, and maybe also a bit for ourselves. None of us is a billionaire, as far as I know, and if you are, please step up your giving. <laughs> None of us is a billionaire who has profited off of the poverty of others. But we do know what self-righteousness looks like. We do know what a desire for prestige looks like. We do know what apathy looks like. And so when we feel ourselves sliding into self-righteousness or apathy, this text is a reminder to look at that. Consider that in ourselves. Confess that. And turn our attention back toward the most vulnerable in our communities. See, that's what Jesus does here. He levels this powerful critique, and then he turns his attention to this widow. He sees her in spite of how small she is. And I do picture her petite and hunched over with age. This widow, this woman, this poor woman, that is who Jesus turns his attention to and sees her 
the way he saw the hemorrhaging woman last week. He really sees her and honors her. I do not believe at all that Jesus was specifically praising her for giving all that she had to live on. I think that was an observation more than a prescription for her or for us. I think what he was praising was her spirit. The unbelievable, passionate, committed way that she gave of herself, holding nothing back. It was just a little. But sometimes a little can be a lot. A week ago, we said goodbye to one of the matriarchs of our church, a woman who has done an incredible amount for our community. Her name was Margaret Cooper. And she led all kinds of ministries. She served as an elder. That's part of our governing council. She led incredible ministries. She was superintendent of Sunday school. She chaired a capital campaign. She was important. And then in the last years of her life, circumstances conspired so that she couldn't do that anymore. She didn't have the capacity or the space in her life or the ability. And she wondered, do I have anything to offer? Do I matter anymore? And yet she came faithfully week after week, and she greeted every person around her with genuine warmth and affection. And in the weeks since her death, I have heard half a dozen new members who came in and sat over in this area and who were moved by her welcome, that her welcome was the first thing they experienced and an authentic sign of the welcome of our whole community. She gave what she had, and a little was a lot, more than I bet she could have imagined. Friday, we lost another member of our community, Suni Sprague. Anyone who has entered this building around this part of the sanctuary has been greeted with passion, by Suny Sprague, embodying the welcome of this place. Friends, a little can be a lot. Our children's ministry is accomplished by people who give 45 minutes at a time to go upstairs and sit on those little chairs and pay complete attention to the children in front of them for 45 minutes. And what can 45 minutes possibly do in the life of a child? And yet this is how children are formed, isn't it? 10, 15, 20, 45 minutes at a time. If you're looking for a way to get involved, this is a place we can use you. 45 minutes at a time. If you're interested, let me know after the service. Because a little 
can be a lot. And I know you live this way far beyond these walls. The ministry of the people here extends far beyond what we do on Sunday mornings. Your ministry goes so far. I know you give as wholeheartedly as this widow because I see it and I hear about it. Raising children one day at a time. Caring for aging partners or aging parents one difficult decision at a time. Going to work and managing a genuine spirit of engagement and love for your coworkers, one week, one Monday at a time. Cleaning up the sidewalk in front of your house so that your neighborhood is more welcoming. Composting, walking the neighbor's dog, writing a letter to a representative, voting, which we can do this week. All of these are little ways that we share love with one another. Genuinely see, as Jesus did, the person in front of us and asking, how are you? And waiting to hear. These are ways we give. And a little can be a lot. And sometimes this giving is incredibly hard to give. It feels like everything we have when we are exhausted, when we have given everything we have, when we are pressed for time to give even one more hour or three more minutes to ask, how are you? And listen, that can feel like such a big ask. And we know that, I know that of each of you. And yet, this is how community is made, with these gifts. One minute, five minutes, one hour, one day at a time. This is how community is made. This is how peace is made. This is how lives are saved. This is how love takes on flesh and walks among us, sometimes a little is a lot. Amen.